0: Welcome to the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast. Today's guest was actually our very first guest when all of this started. The coronavirus had just sent everyone home, and Charleston's helping professionals were just trying to get their feet underneath them in response to what has become the new abnormal. I'm your host, Senior Master Sergeant Dave Tagliferro. Among her many qualifications, today's guest is an Air Force veteran, certified life coach, certified solution-focused coach, as well as a master resiliency trainer. She has a master's degree in human services counseling with a focus on marriage and family counseling. She is also a member of the Family Life Coaching Association and the National Council on Family Relations. So needless to say, she's got a pretty good idea of what she's talking about. You can find more information on all the workshops and support groups she's a part of by visiting jbcmfr.com or visiting our Facebook page at Joint Base Charleston EFMP. Welcome to the show, our Joint Base Charleston Exceptional Family Member Program Coordinator, Miss Queen Pringle. All right, welcome to the show today, Miss Queen Pringle. How are we? I'm doing wonderful.
1: How are you today?
0: I am doing well. I think I need to point this out. You were actually our first guest when all of this started.
1: I was.
0: We've come a long way, I feel like, since that first episode recording over our phones.
1: We have. And, you know, you guys have been rocking and rolling with, you know, your different interviews and trying out different platforms. And I've heard the difference in the quality. And I think you guys have a really great career (laughs) in production, if that's what you're looking to do.
0: (laughs) Well, I appreciate the kind words. We've definitely added a little bit more production value to this, which is why I thought it was important to bring you back. Since you were our inaugural guest, we needed to bring it back and we need to do a new installment with a little bit better production value this time. So welcome back to the show, Queen.
1: Thank you, I'm so excited to come back. I love working with you guys. I love the work that you do and how we support our families together. So thanks for having me back.
0: You do a ton of work as the exceptional family member program coordinator for the family support aspect of the EFMP program. So before we get into what's new, with your program, what you've been doing since COVID started, can you first tell me a little bit about what the family support aspect of the EFMP program is? Because my understanding is there's three parts to this. What's your role?
1: So, my role is the family support coordinator, and what that means is that I engage with the families and find out what their needs are if it's educational, if it's medical maybe they just need some additional information or be pointed in the right direction. I'm the person that can help them do that. Um, Anything that is outside of medical appointments or their assignment to their next duty location, I can essentially help them with. In addition to that, I also help coordinate with uh, state, local and federal agencies and working with them for the programs that they have already standing and seeing how we can get our military members involved as well. So that enhances the quality of life for our military families. That's so a lot
0: it's, of some, it's a, yeah, a lot of coordination, a lot of information, referral services and programs that help with everyday life, like maybe resiliency. For instance, I think you did a mindfulness class in conjunction with a painting course recently. How'd that go off?
1: Oh, it was amazing. We've had um, single adults, we've had married couples, and it was just a really great time for us to come together, do something fun, such as painting, but I also talked about the importance of mindfulness and even though um, that may be a term that most people aren't familiar with, we kind of typically do it every day, just never put a name on it. But now that we have a level of awareness of how we can go about our days in a more mindful manner, you know, we kind of look at situations daily and we're able to reassess how we react to them. So I that actual um, event was called Mindfulness and Painting. So we went through mindfulness and talked about creative expression through art. And it was just a really great time. Everyone had a blast. Everyone was engaged. It was all virtual. And I've I've heard so much feedback that um, that they're looking forward to doing it again, and they want it for their children. So those are some of the things that I can help coordinate, you know, just to help along with the daily lives of our families.
0: And when you have cool events like this, the Mindfulness and Painting, or really any other workshops, that's advertised on your EFMP Facebook page. And I think it is at Joint Base Charleston EFMP is what somebody would search to get to your page.
1: So yes, I absolutely use the Facebook group to advertise any programs that I'm offering to our EFMP families and our EFMP community. But I'm also engaging with our state, local, and federal counterparts and seeing what they have going on as well. So that way I can share that information along. So for instance, um, we have the Low Country Autism Foundation. They're doing weekly webinar series or a weekly virtual summit that you can log into and kind of get some information and just engage with your community partners that can help with the, uh, the needs of the family. So Please, if you're not um, already following that page, definitely do so. It's a wealth of information, a wealth of knowledge, and I share a lot of content that is useful for our families today.
0: I'm scrolling through the page right now, and for instance, there is, it looks like the Department of the Air Force EFMP program has a video that you've posted.
1: Well, you know what, you- I wonder- when the Department of the Air Force, when they host their virtual um, their virtual meetings and their virtual webinar series, they provide a lot of information that goes directly to the families. So it is 100% beneficial for our family members to be engaged and to listen in. And get the information that they need. That particular one that you're talking about, you know, they pulled up a lot of um, information in regards to the COVID response and how they're responding in the in the EFMP needs and how we're starting to link EFMP with the school liaison and legal. Like these are hot topics right now that are concerns for our families. And these are hot topics that are being worked on as far as from the DC level to San Antonio and to our local installation. So i put that on there so our families can have the opportunity to get the information firsthand from the source.
0: For some of our families that haven't had a chance to see that video, can you maybe talk about a thing or two that has happened in conjunction with working with legal and the school liaison office? What kind of headway has been made as far as the EFMP goes?
1: All right, so the EFMP family support, the school liaison and the legal office came together and we discussed hot items that are concerning our military families today. Now this is in regards to special needs trust, this is in regards to school choices, what are their options, IEPs and 504 plans and things of that nature that can help our families. And we've come to a great collaboration where we're providing education for our families. Um, we're providing education to help them to understand the process to which it is to blend EFMP school liaison and legal and see how it can benefit their particular needs of their family. So it's not a cookie cutter, but we do have those resources in place to help each family member with their unique needs. And that just came about from us getting together and talking to see what's in the best interest of our families.
0: You mentioned IAP. Is First off, what is that? And does every EFMP family need to be concerned about that.
1: So an IEP is an individualized education plan, and it's great when you can when you have school age children because if they have a medical or educational need, that IEP document will highlight the criteria of um, of that need and how it can impact the child and what's in the best interest of the child for educational uh, Excuse me, educational setting that will allow them to thrive so for instance if a child has um has a need and they are having difficulty with maybe reading or uh comprehension or anything like that then that IEP can highlight that and that child can work with the teacher and the parents you know they'll come together in a meeting to Decide what's in the best interest of the child. Maybe that child, you know, needs additional assistance. Maybe when there's test taking, that child needs to be um, set apart from the other students so that way they can focus or concentrate better. But those documents help support the needs of the child so that way they can have the best uh, education as possible.
0: Now, you work with these IAPs in conjunction with the school liaison office, and do these IAPs travel with the students when they do PCS?
1: So, yes, we always advise the family members that if your child is on the IEP, definitely get with the school administration and get a hard hand copy of the IEP to take with you when you're PCSing. That way, you're not missing out on any time waiting for one school to send to the next school because that can cause a lag and that can also cause um a discrepancy within the quality of the education for the child if it's during the school year so we always advise the families to carry a hard copy with them now as far as understanding the ieps yes myself and the school liaison can definitely help the family with that but there's a fine line and we do have resources that we provide to the families that can help them with advocacy um, and just learning more about how they can be a, a stronger advocate for their child, uh, because, you know, you may go to another duty location and they may not have the same resources as we have here at Joint Base Charleston. So for the parents, it will be beneficial for them to be equipped with how they can be their child's best advocate so that way they don't have a a lag in uh, the educational quality.
0: Yeah, you want to try to keep everything as uniform from base to base as possible. And it sounds like the IAP will help students and their families ensure that they have the same level of care at each assignment. So that sounds awesome. And I'm glad you and the school liaison office and the legal office are working in getting that all uniform. So that sounds really, really good. Now you mentioned COVID. How has your operation been impacted by COVID, can a family still see you despite the center not actually being open for business for walk-ins?
1: Absolutely. We've changed our presence um, to be a virtual presence. So I'm accepting um, appointments, whether it's via email, telephonic, and if a family wants to do a video conference with me as well, I'm also open to that opportunity because I do not uh, want my family's, the EFMP community, to feel like there's information and resources that they can't get a hold of and they can't reach me with the base standardized numbers. Um, So you can definitely contact me via Facebook. You can contact me via email. um, And also if you would like to schedule an appointment face-to-face, I've done them. I've had families call me, uh, you know, just because they needed that information at that time and we worked it out. And also for our military members that are, out-processing because the the mission still moves, the mission is still going, um, you can definitely send me an email and then that way I can ensure that your documentation as far as family support is taken care of.
0: Things are still happening. You're still seeing families virtually, and it sounds like you're still out-processing those members who are about the PCS. So I'm going to put all of your information to include your email addresses and your phone number in the show notes. So families can refer to that and get in touch with you. Now you you, also, you're welcome. Uh, You also mentioned seeing families face to face. Tell me about your virtual support group that you've been putting on since this whole thing started. You were one of the first people, I think, to kick off the support groups, the virtual support groups. Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Yes. And it's exciting. So every Wednesday at 8 a.m., we host a virtual support group, and it's myself, it's the school liaison, and it's the military family life counselor, and what is so unique about it is that we have families that come on, and we're talking about real-life issues, real-life concerns that's happening and pertaining today, and we're tackling them head-on, you know, and this is the type of support that we need for our community. This is how we strengthen our community, because, we're there and we're engaging and we're providing the resources. We're providing the education and everything that we need to help our families sustain. So it's been a phenomenal, a phenomenal time to come. And it's every Wednesday at 800 um, hours and with this zoom and it's really a great time. Bring your coffee, bring your concerns, and let's chat it out.
0: Bring your coffee, bring your concern. The zoom ID is in the show notes so you can check that out so you can get in on these. Wednesday meetings. Tell me about the support toolkit as well. That's another EFMP virtual meeting. What's that about?
1: Yes, I'm really excited about that because I have a background in family life education. I believe that if we equip the families with the educational tools and techniques, um, they can carry those with them wherever. You can never take education away from someone. Um, So on the third Tuesday of every month via Zoom, I offer a, uh, a live recording workshop. Um, the topics vary. So this past month, um, which will be located here soon, probably on our um, YouTube page. But I talked about the importance of maintaining our family social, emotional endurance. And what that that, that came about, actually, from a support group, we had a family, you know, that they were really concerned about the social components of their family. And what is that looking like um, with the COVID-19? And so what does that
0: even mean? What is what is social emotional endurance even mean?
1: Well, you know, we have to not only think about where we are in the here and now, we have to look um, at least you know, 30, 60, 90 days ahead. And for our children, one aspect, we have to look at how they're going to be reintegrating back into the school setting. How their social uh, development is being, it was kind of taken away, but how do we continue to enhance that growth at home so that way when they return back to their school setting you know their communication their teamwork all of these things that they typically learn in the school setting they can re-engage without um without any hesitation because that is going to play a huge part you know with the next school year and what's what's that's going to look like another great portion that I talk about in that training is we're part of a military community and We're PCSing at a high rate. We're constantly moving. And I know for uh, my children, for the last few PCSs, I gave them the opportunity to have a, you know, we have going away parties for our service members. We may have them, you know, for our different workplaces or organizations. But I used to have one for my kids because they need that sense of closure as well with their friends. Well, due to COVID-19, a lot of our families did not have that opportunity. And that also causes... You know, a shift in the dynamics of their communication and their social endurance. So I talk about these things as they are happening to us right now because these are things that, you know, sometimes are not being considered, are not being um, exclusively talked about, but they are truly concerns of our families.
0: The current situation has forced us to really look at how we're doing things and what is actually going to be affected. I would have never thought about maybe the children and how. A going away would benefit them. The, similar with maybe graduations. That's a huge part of a, children, of a child's uh, development. And then you take away that high school, middle school, whatever graduation it is, and that could definitely have some sort of impact. So I see how your class would definitely benefit families in thinking about that future, that social emotional endurance. I think that's a great A great topic, and I know you're going to have more like that in the future, and that'll be on your Facebook page as well.
1: Absolutely. Every third Tuesday of the month.
0: Okay, and I'm just moving on because, like I said, COVID's forced us to do things a little bit differently. We are super virtual right now. What is the EFMP 101? I see that you have a bunch of guests that come in and say a few things. What is EFMP orientation?
1: So, you know, like we said, the Air Force mission never stops. And we have EFMP families that are enrolling um, just about every day. So the EFMP 101 orientation is a orientation where you can find out Everything about EFMP, whether it's the role of the medical, role of the assignments, and role of the family support. I also bring in, you know, helping agencies that provide resources that's going to help our families. So that's I'm bringing in family advocacy, um, Baby Net, Military One Source, uh, school liaison, legal. I'm bringing in all these um, resources and agencies to give the information to the family so that way they can see what. The benefits of EFMP are, and how it can impact their family.
0: This program is, there's a lot to it, and getting a baseline knowledge, and we talked about this in the first episode, getting that baseline knowledge of what the EFMP program is will go a long way, and that'll help you get the resources for your family. The more you know, and knowledge is power, like they used to say in the GI Joe show. Right. So, Or is it, the more you know,
1: the more you, the more you
0: know. think that's what I remember from (laughs) GI Joe. Anyways, I digress.
1: But you know what? Um, you know, every installation, they have some form of an EFMP 101 orientation. But you also have to remember you're going to a new location. So the resources are different. So even if you have been um enrolled in the EFMP program over the last five, 10 years or the last two assignments, definitely chime in and get the information because the resources that I provide are um, Right here, locally in our Unique. Charleston community. Yeah, they're right yes, here. specific. Locally. Exactly. We
0: have a lot of we have a lot of really good resources here uh, for the EFMP community. Just a lot of a lot of good medical locations, MUSC, things of that nature out here. So uh, a lot of stuff. And you're the person that puts them in touch with all of that. You are essentially you're the focal point. You're the belly button for anything a family might need as it relates to EFMP. Or really anything if they have a question about it if you don't know it you're going to be able to refer them to that agency that does even if it's an assignment question you you know the person over at assignments that deals with eff efmp assignments if it's a medical question you know the person over at the clinic that deals with efmp medical so you are the person you're the one-stop shop for any kind of info somebody might need and I, I think we need to stress that. And I don't think it gets stressed enough how important your role is as just like, you're the point guard. You're that information disseminator for the EFMP program. And without you, that ball is not going to get moved up the court and you can't facilitate those uh, those buckets.
1: Absolutely. And you know what's very unique about Joint Base Charleston and how we operate as a EFMP community? Um, because we have almost all of the sister services components here. So even our Navy families, although they have a family support liaison, she's local, uh, She's located in Tennessee. But her and I even work together to make sure that our Navy families are getting the information and the resources that they need here locally.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's, it's geographically separated. A lot of the Navy programs are geographically separated in into regions. And we're able to kind of fill those gaps where somebody might need it. If somebody needs to talk to a person face-to-face, there you are. If Absolutely. they need to talk to their region, they can talk to their regional person, but but you're here face-to-face boots on the ground. So yeah. I, I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. And I love to engage with the families. And if I can be a catalyst of helping them to relieve one less stressor in, they, in their life, then that gives me um, a great sense of purpose.
0: Awesome points, Queen. Uh, what else do you have for the families before we, before we wrap this up today? I think we've hit a lot of your programs. You got cooking. We decided that you're the facilitator.
1: Um, what the, else the we got? That, the best thing that I can say for our community as a whole um, is to stay engaged stay engaged and don't allow yourself to disengage because of our current posture of being home and being under certain precautions. Um, I provide different programs. I'm looking at some other programs to kind of help with um, our families over the summer. I'm working with some organizations, stay plugged in and get involved in everything that you see and take advantage of the opportunities. You know, there's no rhyme or reason for someone being uh a part of the particular community, but if you see something that you're interested in, definitely plug in and be a part of it because that social component of getting together will definitely help boost, you know, your confidence. It helps, you know, to boost just the good endorphins in your body to make you feel better.
0: Awesome queen, that mindfulness and you talked about it earlier. Well, how do you think our I guess this is our ninth episode, how do you think episode nine went when you're looking back at episode one? two and a half months ago?
1: (laughs) Um, I I really feel good about it because, you know, with episode one, we were really uncertain about the times that we were in. So it was just kind of, you know, just trying to get the message out there. Okay, this is how you can, you know, find us, like, please, you know, find different ways of reaching us. But I think, you know, here now, we've been within this posture for almost three months. And, we've kind of got some grounding and footing. Of course, everything is not perfect, but we've streamlined, you know, how we're able to help our families and how we're able to assist them. And just as I'm communicating with other colleagues, you know, across the Air Force, you know, this is how everyone is really doing it. And this is the best way to make sure that our families are engaging in with us and to ensuring that, you know, they're getting the information that's provided. So season one was kind of, you know, <laughs> what are you doing? well, this is kind of how we think it's going to go. But here it is with um, episode nine, you know, we're, we're kind of confident in this posture, because we see the positive effects of virtual appointments and virtual workshops. And we're definitely seeing more people come about and getting the information that's needed. And at the end of the day, that's the best thing um, that can come about all of this is ensuring that, you know, the families are getting the information that they need and the time that they need it.
0: I think this is only going to enhance our services. Eventually when we do go back to work and we are back in person, I think this will also supplement what we were doing before. We're going to kind of do a a hybrid of in-person and virtual meetings. And I think that means our span, our sphere of influence and control and reach is only going to increase when you add in, all right, we can have people come into the center foot traffic face to face. We can do our in-person workshops like we were doing before and our face to face appointments. But in addition, we're going to have these virtual groups and these virtual meetings, virtual appointments, virtual workshops, and that'll supplement what we were doing before. I really think our, Level of care is going to increase quite a bit now that we're all comfortable. Not only us being comfortable with the technology, but all of our clients are also going to be comfortable with the technology.
1: Absolutely, and you know, so as a parent myself of school age children, you know, it may be difficult to get into the center for a twelve o'clock. Definitely. And if there's a way that I can get the information that's being presented and I can watch it in the time that's conducive for me and my schedule, then, you know, that's a win-win. And I think as as we're, you know, getting more settled into this platform of providing everything virtually, just like you said, you know, we're providing the opportunities for families to really get the information and engage. And that's a better payoff than having a set time for them to take off of work, find a babysitter got to coordinate lunch and nap time and all these other things that has, you know, in the past kept them um, away from being able to come in and engage. But now they have the opportunity to fit it in in their schedule as needed. I mean, you can be cooking with headphones on and listening to a workshop that you maybe missed, but you're getting the information as needed. So that's the valuable component.
0: Before all this happened, I think it would have been pretty difficult to get multiple families into a support group in person on a Wednesday morning at 08. But now it's a thing. It's a thing and it's happening.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Queen, I think we had a productive chat today. I think we learned a few new things. We figured out when your support groups are. We figured out what family support is as it relates to the EFMP. And we have also figured out you are now, I've deemed you now, the facilitator. (laughs) You are the EFMP facilitator and now it is going to be the name of this episode. So thank you so much for coming on and I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes on the bottom and the families can just go ahead and check that out if they need to get in touch with you. I implore them to get in touch with you so you can get them the info they need.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, CMS Sergeant Tag. I really appreciate your highlighting this program for our community.
0: It turns out The family support piece of the EFMP program is similar to that of a basketball point guard. Queen distributes the information and gets the families the knowledge they need when they need it. She's the facilitator. She hosts workshops, support groups, and holds one-on-one consultations virtually. Be on the lookout for a painting event for children coming up shortly as well. Check back to her Facebook page regularly to get the most up-to-date info on the exceptional family member program. Oh yeah, I need to mention this too. I said it was episode nine earlier. It's actually 10. We've had 10 episodes of the Team Charleston Family Readiness Podcast. And thank you to everybody who's been listening. Over the last three months, we've had installments about finances, retirement. We've gone over healthy living habits, stress reduction techniques. We've talked to the school liaison office as well as the chapel. And we have more on the way. Be on the lookout for a family advocacy episode, as well as a hurricane preparedness installment in the near future. Oh yeah, and another correction from today. It turns out the G.I. Joe cartoon, in it they were saying that knowing was half the battle, not the more you know. The more you know turns out to be a PSA on NBC from the 80s. So I got that wrong, but they're both from the 80s, so maybe I was half right? If you like the show, go into your podcast app to like it and share it. Also leave a review if you're feeling generous. You can find more info on Team Charleston Helping Agencies by searching JBCMFR. You can also find more details on the Helping Agencies by going to JB Cares on Facebook. Thank you to everybody who's listened, and take care and know that the Team Charleston Helping Agencies are here for you in this trying time. Bye. No federal endorsement intended.